0: <laughs>
1: you just jump right in, don't you? Wow. Well, this is a very this is a very
0: exciting and interesting concept and episode for me. I'm very
1: excited. <laughs> I feel like I've done enough of these now uh-huh, uh-huh. that I'm like, okay, now I get to find out what my relationship is like with Kayla. <laughs> Let's talk about it.
0: No, I know. And it's interesting because I feel like I've been doing so many of these recently. So many of mm-hmm. these like couple sessions, connecting, uh, looking at like at the sisters stuff, like everything we've even been doing on the podcast. And then I've been doing a lot of couple sessions recently as well. And I've never done a reading for myself before. I've, of course, done all sorts of like, oh, my God, look at me and PJ and look at me and sister and look at this. But I've never like sat down and been like, okay, I'm going to do a reading for this person and me. So this is going to be cool. Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is human design, human design in Real Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care, and as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living.
1: Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world. On this podcast, we'll be talking with
0: people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them.
1: Getting your own human design chart is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. So let's get started.
0: Megan and I, beautiful Megan, uh, we have been (laughs) friends for, oh my God. If we were, if we were calling us friends from when we like met in college, what is that? Yeah. That's, That's 2000- like a good... seven, fifteen, thirteen
1: 15? 13 years ago?
0: Wait. No, 15 years might ago. might even be 16. We're like coming up on 16 years of friendship.
1: Shut up. <laughs> Shut
0: up. What? Oh my God. What? I've known you almost as long as I haven't known you. <laughs>
1: It's a cool way of of realizing that, though. It's like, you've been in my life an equal amount of time as you have not been in my life. Yeah. Wow. How amazing is that? That's cool. Like, you've been a part of my life for half of my life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I feel like that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And I also feel like people like you and I, who come into each other's lives at that kind of, like, right now, halfway point. I feel like this second part (laughs) of life is when we really start to grow and learn and actually become who we are. Whereas the whole first part of life, like before we get to college, before we move out of the house, is all about like the people who are raising us to be who they think we're supposed to be, you know? So, like Mm. everything that we've talked about from like the sister's perspective, and uh, we haven't talked too much about my parents, but we might get them on the podcast at some point and talk about parents. I just did a couple session with them and it was fantastic. So we'll see. Okay. But this concept of like the people who made you who you are versus the people who are a part of the life that you create for yourself, I feel like is such Mm. an interesting distinction because, and I've said this to you before, Megan, that like, I'm very close with my sisters, but I'm almost equally as close to you and to our other best friend Erica in a very very different way but I put all of you on like the same level you are all family to me in a very in very
1: different ways um but and I know I told you when you told me that I was so excited (laughs) I was like oh my god I'm on the same level as the Mason sisters (laughs) I feel so special.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And now I love like knowing that that's not just something that, you know, like we've built over the last couple of years. Like you have been a part of my life for the entire time that I've really been growing into the person I am now. And that's that's so cool. That's so cool.
1: And it's been amazing to watch on my end, (laughs) like who you are becoming (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, Kayla is so magical and so talented and so genuine. And it's so lovely to see you, like, live in that healthily. Thank you. Right? And yeah. not like when we were in our 20s and we were just kind of surviving, um, mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's, it's so lovely to see you thrive in what you love.
0: Thank you. Oh, that means of so course. much. Yeah. And <laughs> I I very much, I love how involved you are in so many parts of that growth and of that part of my life. I love being able to share this it... all with you.
1: It's kind of crazy how much I am now involved in. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll help with that. Yeah, I could do that too. Yeah, I'm sure I'll join with this project. And now all of a sudden I'm like ha- like a part of your business. Yeah. In, yeah. in the background, yep. just typing away just doing, just and doing, stuff. doing the things. Yeah, yeah.
0: I just hired yeah. Megan as my virtual assistant. And so she's <laughs> helping me out, actually making things in my business work now, which is amazing. Um, and I think having started this podcast together, it kind of gave us that uh, that framework for, OK, we know we're friends. But working on this podcast has given us a, a foundation for working together. In collaboration, mm. for working together in creative ways, for working together in a business way, um, and I don't know that that's I feel something like we've we always before.
1: I feel like we did. Yeah, you know, we've we've done shows together. <laughs> Right back in college, you're right. We would do shows together, and we worked really well together. We always enjoyed working together. It was just in a different capacity, and we've never really worked in like a business capacity before. Or, you know, we're we're creating this podcast, but I'm doing a lot of the administrative work, and you're doing a lot of the creative work, and we're finding that partnership in each other, and it's been really great to be able to. To, to make this like actually a healthy working relationship as well as maintaining a healthy friendship. Yeah. So I, you know, I love I, that. I, we've always worked well together. We have, you're we've right. have always worked well it's together. It's funny
0: because I feel like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, anyone who's involved in the theater who uh, does not work on Broadway or does not make regular money in the theater, I think <laughs> there is definitely a level of being involved in the theater where you forget that it's a business you forget that you're working together you forget that these types of collaboration need to work well in order for you to be able to create a show together and you just think oh we're playing like we're just we're just doing the fun things so Mm. I think there's a part of me that hadn't even put that together and now that I'm thinking about it, it this is very similar you know you've always kind of been the uh Like the authority, the administrator, you're the person who gets shit done. You're the person who walks in and is like, okay, these are the things that we need to do. And this is how we're going to get it done. And then I would kind of be like, okay, I'm going to go do the thing that I do. And I'm thinking of this. (laughs) I'm thinking of this one show that we worked on where I remember the costume designer fell out last minute. Uh, And you and I jumped in and were like, all right. We're going to make this happen. And you essentially... Give me a
1: problem and I'll find a way to fix it. Yeah.
0: You dove in and you were like, okay, this is what we need. This is what we need to do. And I was like, hey, my mom's closet is full of random stuff. Why don't I go home and bring some things? And so it was literally you came in with your list of this is what we need to do. And I was like, OK,
1: I have things.
0: <laughs> and I went home and I brought back a bunch of stuff. And I was like, you know, giving people things, just kind of getting involved in what it is that you knew had to happen. And I feel like that's kind of what we're doing now. That's what we do with the podcast. You really bring that kind of structured energy to everything that we do. And that's, yeah. that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and you bring that, you know, excited, creative energy, you know, not that I'm not creative, but like, I know that you have that, that vision of what you want it to be overall, and I can break it down into the little pieces to make it happen. Yes. Uh that is like, how does that show up in our design, Kayla? Yeah,
0: I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it yeah. right now. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Oh
0: my goodness. Okay, well, I think I'm going to start right there with this concept of creativity because there is one channel that you and I actually share. We have the same channel. Um and that is okay. the connection between our self-center and our th- and our throat. So we have Hmm. the 8-1. The 8-1 channel is called the channel of inspiration. Um, This is an individual knowing channel, which means that this channel is built for you to stand up as an individual and is kind of knows things without needing to be taught, without needing to learn. You just know and this it's the connection between gate 1 which is creativity and self-expression and gate 8 which is the gate of contribution so here we have this meeting of creativity and contribution, and kind of exactly what we're talking about right now is this idea that we both come to a project and are like, okay, I have ideas, and I want to con- like, contribute, I want to be involved, I want to make sure that this thing happens. And I think a big thing that uh, connects us is that we both often feel that kind of purpose of voice. There's a part of us that Mm. really understands, like, I have things that need to be said and I want the world to hear them. And I know I've always very much appreciated your voice. And Megan is an amazing singer for anyone who does not know. (laughs) Um, And there's always been a very big part of me that not only appreciates the beauty of your voice, but there's a certain... uh, soulfulness and truth that comes Mm. through when you sing and I think that is very much this kind of uh, this this inspiration coming through your self-center which is your center of truth your center of love your center of identity and just coming right out your mouth and that energy that Mm -hmm. energy of inspiration is something that speaks directly to the hearts of others And so I think the same way that like, I have vision, I have like, I want the world to know all of these things as a coach, you speak through song. And so I I feel like I've always appreciated that in you. And based on what you just said, you've always seen that in me. So I feel like we really connect on that point.
1: Yeah, totally. Because you always have these such great ideas on what's going to happen next for your career. And I love just being a part of it and watching and being able to see where you go next and, and how you make that vision happen. And I feel so lucky to be able to now help you uh, bring voice to that vision and bring structure or whatever else I bring to the to the table here. <laughs> and um be able to see you grow as as a coach, uh, because you're really good at it. <laughs> you're really good at it. And I do believe that it's going to bring you a lot of good things. Um, yeah. And I also like helping people. So I'm, I'm happy to help. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and
0: I, I think it's important to note here that One of the channels that I have is actually called the channel of recognition, and it connects the root center to the emotions. Um, And this is a channel that in Karen Curry Parker, the way that she describes these two gates is it's imagination meets desire. So gate 41 Mm. is that gate of imagination and gate 30 is the gate of desire. And so when you have imagination meet desire, it's this ability to see what is possible and to want to make it real. But this is a channel that does not have any, doesn't have a throat connected to it. There's no expression connected. So it needs to be recognized in order for it to be able to follow through. And so for someone like me who has this deep emotional understanding and vision, I really need somebody else to recognize me and to recognize my ideas in order for me to make them a reality. And so I think that is a big part of what you bring to this partnership is that recognition.
1: I'm happy to bring that. (laughs) Um,
0: And on that, I also want to talk about what you bring to this partnership that That I do not have. So here I have this, you know, this vision that exists within me. You bring the throat motor, you bring that manifesting generator ness. um, And a big part of that Mm. is the 2034, which is charisma, and the 1034, which we actually also share, which is that courage and exploration. So you bring this kind of concept of. Uh, Like being able to get things done with your voice. So you bring that charisma into the space and you can see something important and you can just speak it into existence and help it to follow through. And so when you recognize the things that I want to accomplish in the world, you're literally helping them to be accomplished by employing your power of charisma. Yeah. So it's a very symbiotic uh, power
1: dynamic. (laughs) That's so great, especially since we're working together now. Right? Right? <laughs> I know. I know. I do remember you telling me at one point that um, in my design, I lead uh, by giving giving voice to those who have the ideas and that want to make things happen. And I say, OK, here's how. Um, and I very much feel that, especially working as your VA now. Mm. it's. Yeah. Like, oh, I see exactly what you want to get done here. Here's how you're going to do it. Yes. Here's the breakdown of what needs to happen in order to get to Z. Yeah. Right. Here's A and here are all the steps in between. Um, that I I do all the time in my day job. And so it's like, oh, I know how to do this. So it felt very right for me to be like, yeah, I can totally be a VA because I do this all the time. <laughs>
0: I love that. Yes, exactly. And that brings me into one of the connections that we create. So we've we've done a lot of talk on the podcast already about electromagnetics um, and about how when two people have a gate on either side of a channel, they can create that channel. And one of the other things that happens in the chart is that when one person has a full channel and the other person has one of those gates, they get to feel that energy that much more intensely when they're together and they get to be involved in that energy together. So we have Mm -hmm. uh, four different shared channels um, or shared and created, I call them. Um, (laughs) So the one that I want to talk about With that is the 59 six, and the 59 six actually connects the sacral center to the emotions. It is the only channel that connects the sacral center to the emotions. Um, And this channel is called reproduction, it is literally the masculine side of reproducing. So we're looking at, yeah, we are looking at the meeting of gate 59, which is sexuality and gate six, which is friction. So this is literally the masculine side of reproduction, being able to create something out of nothing, being able to understand what it means to reproduce humans, what it means to be human. And I think this is something that because you have this channel yourself, I think that's one of the things that makes it so easy for you to understand what the steps are to creating something because you have this masculine side of creating new humans that exists within your body. And so you understand the actions that need to be taken in order to create something totally new. Mm. And I have gate 59. So I bring the kind of sensual side of that reproduction into this and we get to connect on that. And so I think when we come together, we are much more able to create things that did not exist before. So I... Yeah.
1: I was like, okay, we're we're gonna talk about the sexy times now. Okay. <laughs> we
0: hey we can talk about the sexy times,
1: but <laughs> um okay, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not about the sexy times. It doesn't um, have to be. It can be, but it doesn't, doesn't have to, to be. be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This channel yeah. actually uh it talks a lot about I, I was reading a passage about it earlier and it talks a lot about how creating another human, sex in general, is something that in our current world, we don't put as much weight on as evolutionarily must be placed. So when we're looking at what sex means, it's literally creating a new life. And so there's a lot of importance that goes into that. The thing in here that was mentioned was the idea that think of when a teenager has a baby, then the grandmother and the mother need to be the one who take care of the baby. The teenager is, you know, it's a full, the whole tribe is affected. So this Mm -hmm. channel really discusses the responsibility behind sex and reproduction and how the idea of creating something new is something that needs to be done with mindfulness that needs to be chosen rather than just kind of haphazardly thrown about you know Mm. Um, so I think that feeds into this as well this is not an energy that is to be taken lightly and you create this energy entirely on your own. So I know you had mentioned that you also feel this energy in your day job that you're constantly going in and like you know uh fixing things or whatever it is. Can you do you want to talk a little bit about how that? Yeah.
1: Usually, you know, with with my job, I'm given uh, an an idea or a plan or or not a plan, but like an idea of something that needs to happen in order for our employees to do better. And I go, okay, I know how to make that plan a reality Um, and and turn that idea into an actual formulized that we can use instead of it just being something that somebody said and spoke into the ether and said, I hope this happens. Mm -hmm. My job is to make that and turn it into an actual thing. Um, So, yes, I very much get that.
0: That's so cool. I'm curious.
1: (laughs) um, (laughs) I
0: love seeing this in action.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am curious, though, since uh, I know that you do not have a defined sacral center, How does being around me and having a channel that lights up your sacral center, how does that affect you? Interesting. So,
0: okay, I can actually speak to this from literally what's happening right now, us being in this podcast together right now. (laughs) Um, So a lot of times before I come into either a room like this, a recording, or even just like a meeting with Megan... I will feel depleted. I will feel tired. I will. Right before this, I was really hungry. Um, I stuffed something in my face. I was kind of like, okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up. I'm, I'm gonna show up. <laughs> and <laughs> then, as soon as I get in the space with Megan and start communicating with her, it's almost like a part of my body just kind of gets like uplifted. It's like, okay now we can do things like now we feel ready now we feel like we can accomplish um and this is something that happens every time we like get on a, a call to like edit the podcast or to work on anything. And if we're editing, so we're just listening to the podcast and waiting to tell Sabrina that we need to edit something. That's usually what that means. <laughs> um, but yes. just being in that space, I get so much done <laughs> just because Megan is like on the other end. Um because i'm i go in and i get excited about the marketing and i get excited and i'm so i think that's a huge part of this is that like when i'm around uh people who have defined sacral centers in general i do feel more energized than i do when i'm by myself Um, that's just a that makes sense i have an undefined sacral center When I'm around someone with a defined sacral center, I feel like I have more energy. And then I also need to make sure that I take that time away so that I am not overworking myself because I don't actually create that energy. Um, But when I'm around people who I don't create these same channels with, I don't get as excited to use that energy. Mm. And I think that's something that's really cool. Um, because you and I actually create two different channels or we create and share two different channels that light up my sacral center. So it's this channel of reproduction, the one we've been talking about. And then the second one is the channel of exploration or of courage. And that's the 1034. So that is the meeting of gate 10, which is self-love and gate 34, which is power, So this is standing in your power as an individual and doing what you need to do to thrive. So Mm. it's interesting because, Megan, you have this energy entirely. You create this channel, which means that you need to do things your own way. You need to be able to do things your way in any capacity. You have to listen to your sacral center and decide when it's time for you to do something your way. And so... It would seem that there might be some headbutting, but we also create that channel together. So I think there's this kind of mutual understanding when we both acknowledge each other's magic, you know, when we can both stand in the room and say, okay, I see you and you're phenomenal, and I see you and you're phenomenal. Let's collaborate rather than butting heads. Let's be phenomenal
1: together. Exactly. (laughs)
0: And then we get to figure out what the best thing to do is, not just for me and not just for you, but for us. Yeah. And I think that's such an amazing energy that we get to live in when we're in the high vibration of it. Yeah.
1: I feel that. I feel that because I don't ever feel like we are competing or butting heads with each other when we're working together it's always like what do you think about this oh that sounds good okay oh but what about this this also could feel really this feels really aligned it's like okay great let's go with that let's see where this takes us um it's never a but it's my idea and i i want to do what i yeah decided decided. you know it's (laughs) never that and that's so nice uh you know just collaborating in general is so nice yeah when you can actually communicate in collaboration and not just focus on yourself Mm. in collaboration Mm. very different very different things yeah
0: and I it's interesting because I do notice like I will have moments of like Okay, Megan did something, and now I have to tell her that I don't like it. And I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to tell her that I don't like it or like, <laughs> I don't know how to tell her that I want to do it this way. But as soon as I allow myself, I, I stop and I'm like, Megan wants this to work together she wants me to enjoy it just as much as she's enjoying it and once I can land in that space of like okay we're both in the highest vibration of what we're doing right now we're working toward a common goal we're not competing with each other I can say this out loud I think it would look better if we did this this and this Megan changes Mm -hmm. a few things
1: that looks great Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I mean, you never know until you try, yeah, right? right? And like, I, I know that we've talked about this before, where I have to sort of do things my own way. And I have to mess up mm. and do things not in the correct order before I make it happen and make it actually work. And so I'm all for pushing buttons until, and I, until I find out how things work. Um, uh, <laughs> even if that means accidentally deleting something.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. And wait, that's the thing. That's like, cause when this happens, when I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want to tell her to, to, that, that she needs to change it. Like I, I am not a manifesting generator. I am a two line projector. (laughs) I am someone who I come in and I do it once and I just want to do it once. Like I don't want to do it five times. Doing it once is enough. And I do it right the first time. And like, that's the way, that's like the standard that I hold myself to, but it's also the way that I'm designed. So the idea of someone being totally okay with trying it, going back, trying again, like mix messing a few things up, changing something here and there is like so foreign to me. (laughs) and i love that yeah. we bring that different energy to the space because i think that's so important i think that's that's literally the whole point of being human is that like I, well, i'm good at some things and you are good at other things and we can work together so i think that's awesome
1: yeah yeah i like our collaboration you know we've been we've been working on this podcast for over a year now and i have had so much fun Me doing too. this i constantly look forward to getting together and working on the podcast even if it's just sitting and editing and laughing at how ridiculous we sound or making fun of the weird mouth sounds (laughs) Uh (laughs) anybody who's ever been in an editing booth will know what weird mouth sounds is yeah I love I love all of it and it's been so nice so it's like it's it's good to collaborate with people that can at least meet you yeah. at on your like energy level. So I'm glad I give you enough energy to meet me on my energy level cuz I create a lot of energy. Yes, <laughs> yes you do.
0: And I I love it and I I think I think it's amazing that we have created these containers where we get to work together for a period of time. Because um one thing that is a that is a thing with non-energy types like myself, so that's any projector, manifestor, or reflector, is that sometimes being around someone who has a defined sacral center constantly can be draining it can be a difficult thing to deal with like a lot of times mm. um projectors who are in relationships with many gens might sleep in a different room so that they can really remove that energy interesting. Mm-hmm. interesting i i've actually heard of a few manifestors really like sleeping alone it's like a big thing with manifestors <laughs> Um. Huh. Yeah, because there sometimes okay. it can be really difficult to kind of turn off when you're around someone who turns you on, you know? um so i i love that we've created these beautiful containers that we can share our energy in rather than kind of bombarding each other because i feel like it gives us the space to get excited to see each other to enter the space and to enjoy it while we're there and then to go do our own thing and i think that's very aligned for us
1: yeah so Another question for you, Kayla, yeah. is do you light up any of my centers? Because mm. I know I help light up your sacral, mm-hmm. but I I also have a bunch of undefined centers here. You and...
0: do. So you have four undefined centers. Um, I also have four undefined centers. And you and I actually just like fill in the blanks for each other, but we also create channels between. So we're really getting to experience this energy when we're together much more so than when we're with other people who just have that center defined. So for Mm. one is that sacral center that we were just talking about, how you light that up for me in two different channels. Um, And then the other one is I have what's called the channel of struggle between the spleen and the root center. Um, it's the 2838. It's the connection between gate 28, which is struggle, and gate 38, which is the fighter. And this energy so I have the whole channel and Megan just has gate 38 so she has that gate of the fighter but in her chart normally she is undefined in her spleen and her root center so this channel defines both of those for her even and I also already have both of them defined so for Megan when we are together you probably feel more grounded And uh, more and safer, more able to understand your own sense of survival. Um, And I think it's Mm -hmm. really interesting that you and I share this channel because this channel of struggle is all about knowing what to fight for, is all about like understanding what's important to get behind, what causes are important. And One of the things that we always love to laugh about is that when we were in college, (laughs) Megan was the great protector. (laughs) And every time I would get a little too drunk at the bar, uh, Megan would, (laughs) would come over and insert herself between me and whoever, whatever man had decided to talk to me that day. And of course, I... The same way that I am as a coach, I see the good in everybody, especially when I'm really drunk. And I just want everyone (laughs) to be amazing. And so I would get into these, like, big conversations with these random guys at the bar. And Megan, who is a tank, by the way, (laughs) would be nowhere near as intoxicated as I was. And she would obviously see what was going on, and she would see that this man was not you know, just excited to have a deep conversation with me and very much wanted to take me home and sleep with me. And she would kind of insert herself and be like, hey, my friend, thank you. It's very nice to meet you. Please leave. So (laughs) (laughs) when we're looking at this channel, you have that gate of the fighter. You know what's worth fighting for. And especially when it comes to our relationship, you know when you need to step in and you know when something needs, when a battle needs to be fought.
1: Yeah. And something I just realized because we've talked about this several times, you and I, maybe not always on this podcast, but because you have that defined spleen, you know when you're safe and when you're not. Like, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. But when I am with you, my spleen becomes defined. And then I know when you're okay and not okay. I know when I'm okay and not okay. Um, and I, I, you know, that instinct of get the fuck away from my friend. Yeah. I will kill you. <laughs> comes into play. And I would, would make sure that nobody ended up taking you somewhere where you shouldn't go. Yeah, yeah. And I
0: appreciate
1: that immensely. (laughs) (laughs) I am very glad that I did that for you several times. (laughs) I'm very happy to do it again if need be, if we ever do, you know, go out in a situation and that happens again. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so funny because I, I really I always feel very safe when we are together Megan like um it's interesting cuz i'm now thinking about this PJ my partner also makes me feel very safe and he makes me feel protected um and we also create that channel of struggle together even though i have it by myself. And he also has an undefined spleen and an undefined root. So when he's by himself, he doesn't know his own sense of safety. But when we're together, he understands it through the lens of how I understand it. But I feel protected when we are together. And I wonder if that has to do with that energy. It's like I now know that I'm not the only one fighting. You know, like I know that I have somebody else fighting next to me. And if there's something worth mm-hmm. fighting for, yeah, we're going to dive in and we're going to be able to fight for it. And I think that yeah. is that's so cool.
1: Yeah. Like this podcast. Like this podcast. We fought for this podcast. We fought for our friendship for so long. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I... I think it's it's been very interesting watching the trajectory of our friendship through this lens because it wasn't like we met and immediately were best friends. Like there's we've no. all we've had a lot of like different ebbs and flows. There you were closer friends with somebody else. Um we were kind of friends on the side, then we got a little closer, then we graduated from college and we kind of drifted apart for a while and then we came back together and then we were all hanging out as a trio and I think there was a part of, I I, I want to say both of us, that really began to understand how important and how much our partnership, our, our friendship between the three of us was worth fighting for. Totally.
1: And I think that's something that we continue to lean into. Absolutely. And I think... Uh, just so our listeners are aware, who refer- we're referring to in this trio it's myself, Kayla, and our friend Erica Valani, who you may recognize yes. from episode three <laughs> of our podcast. Um, we've been friends mm-hmm. since college. And uh, yeah, she's an integral part of our friendship um, currently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The three of us uh, started hanging out in college. Our friendship has gone through all sorts of phases since that point. But yeah, I think what I was saying is because it's not like it's easy. We live in different parts of the country. We literally have a virtual girls night every week, or we do our very best to. And we
1: do We talk about the hard stuff, you know? If we're having a struggle. We talk about all the stuff. Yeah. All, every single thing you can think of under the sun, we've probably talked about it at this point. Yeah, like Except for maybe space travel, (laughs) which now I'm going to bring up the next girl's night and see what happens. (laughs) Oh my god, yes.
0: Let's talk about space travel. I love it. Are you planning to become the next Sally Ride? Is this your new plan? No. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Definitely not. No, no. I would support you wholeheartedly. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, I do. do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think once we, I feel like COVID made everybody settle down, like everybody in the world had to settle down for a hot second and really realize who was the most important Mm -hmm. in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I know setting up that girl's night so that we could have virtual conversations all through COVID was like, these are my people. this is my tribe which is very important and in my design yeah this is very important to me and I want I'm going to pay more attention to this it's not that I hadn't paid attention it's just sort of for me if it's out of sight it's out of mind Mm -hmm. and since we were all living in different areas it was very hard for us to get together Um, so yeah I thank COVID for reminding me who my tribe is. Yeah. And that's you. Yeah. And our, our dear friend, Erica. Yeah. And yeah, I, I wouldn't change the last three years of our relationship for anything. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And I, I,
0: I just love that. I love this idea that we have stayed so close and we've grown together and built this relationship because we understood that this was worth fighting for. And yeah. I... I so this channel, the channel of struggle, is something that I have struggled with a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's it is an energy in my chart. I have that whole channel. And as a projector, I'm supposed to wait for things to come to me. I'm supposed to wait to be invited. And as I mentioned earlier, as a two line, I'm supposed to just be good at things and then keep doing them. I'm the natural. So it's really difficult for me sometimes to acknowledge the line between when something is hard because it's not right for me and when something is hard because it's worth fighting for and I need to struggle through it. And finding the line between those is really... uh
1: it's a, sh- it's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. The, the word is right on the tip of my the tongue. word is, what, what is, this, what word, is the word, this word? What is the word? <laughs> struggle. It's a struggle. Um,
0: and it's cool getting to kind of look at this example because I feel like this is something that's so clear. It's something that's so clear to me. It's something that is very clear to you. And it it reminds me of my relationship with PJ, where I always know that it's worth fighting for. And I think that maybe this energy for me is, you know also about myself and my personal things. But when I look at the things in my life that I know I fight for because I know they're worth fighting for, they're things that I I know innately. I feel like I don't I don't necessarily need to question it when my deep inner knowing tells me this is worth fighting for. And my relationships are a really great place, like a really great way for me to like kind of have that evidence, you know, I, yeah. I really like this idea yeah. of evidence. I've been listening to uh, Emma Dunwoody on the Human Design podcast. She's fantastic. Huge inspiration for me. Um, and <laughs> one of the things she talks about is the idea of clocking your evidence. So when you're practicing with your authority or when you're experimenting with some part of human design, allowing yourself to see, oh, okay, I see how that worked. Oh, Whoa that that actually worked, and allowing that to be evidence so that you can continue to, to use that energy, continue to be aligned in that way. So this, to me, feels like my evidence, you know, like <laughs> knowing that not only is this friendship something that I know is worth fighting for, but it's something that's pushing my life forward in so many different ways. It's not just, you know, I have a group of friends that I can talk to. No, it's I have people who believe in me. I have people who boost me up when I need to be boosted. I have people who listen mm-hmm. to me when I need to figure something out, which you guys know I'm I am a projector with a ton of gates coming out of my throat. I need to talk shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that I just find that that's so beautiful. I love that evidence for us. <laughs>
1: for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean for for me too and I'm sure if Erica was here she would you know agree that there is so much evidence that we are an incredibly supportive group that helps push each other forward all the time with everything, you know, with with whatever we want to do, right? Um you know with with all of the the crazy and situations that we've gotten ourselves into in the oh last couple of years. <laughs> um <laughs> Myself especially, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and you know, regardless of whatever choices we made, whether you agreed with me or not on some of those choices, you were still a hundred percent supportive and making sure that I saw things through, yeah. or would reaffirm when I needed that affirmation of "I am doing the right thing, I am making the right choice here," um, and it's just so nice to have people to lean on to to go to and say, hey, am I crazy? A- a- am I making the right choice here? Am I actually, or am I losing my mind? Or am I doing something that is good? And you guys are that for me, my husband is that for me, which we just talked about the other day we in did. a couple session, <laughs> like, um, I, I I need that with my undefined mind, I need somebody to just affirm that I'm doing the right thing, and it's so nice mm-hmm. to have a group of friends who can do that in any capacity. So, yeah. yes. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's my
1: evidence. That's the evidence that you guys are on my side <sighs> and support me and love me, and that's so nice.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh, and I love, I love being there for you. And I think, like, one of the things that I think is so important in friendship in general, but especially... You know, through the lens of human design, is the idea of unconditional support. Because mm-hmm. more often than not, when someone is struggling with something or when someone wants an opinion on something or needs help with something, whatever it is, they are not asking you to fix the problem for them. They are often not even asking you for what is your opinion. What they really need to know is, can I trust myself? It's that question of, am I crazy? And Mm -hmm. in every situation like that and, you know, becoming a coach and in all of the things that I've been doing, I feel like it's made me a much better friend because now when a (laughs) friend comes to me and says, like, this thing is happening, am I crazy? Instead of immediately diving in to, well, this is what I think and this is my opinion and this is the advice that I would give you. I do my best to take that step back and it's like, okay, what does this person actually need to hear right now? What is this person actually Mm. going to benefit from right now? And I think especially because you, and this is another thing in our charts, you and I both have undefined minds and heads and we do not connect those for each other. So our minds kind of get to be this like empty vessel of... Energy, Like we can take energy in from the divine, we can let energy out through our throats, but we don't create mind energy, which means Mm -hmm. that opinions don't matter. We're not here to have have mind based opinions with each other. We're not here to uh, to gather information and put it in a spreadsheet together like that. That's not. That's not what we are here to do. We're here to be present in the moment with each other and to help each other as we need it. So... Mm, I love that. Yeah. I I think that so often when someone says to us, like, this is happening and it sucks, the first thing we try to do is jump into our mind and figure out what to say. (laughs) (laughs) And... (laughs) I don't think that works very well. I think it works much better to just be present and emotional and vulnerable and open.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, we also have a lot of defined centers in our body, right? So we live more in our body than in our mind. And it's usually it comes from a place of, well, how do we feel about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like when you're hurting for some reason or when I'm hurting for some reason, it's not a... um like oh well we need to fix the problem it's uh oh my god i'm i i feel your pain i'm, I'm so sorry mm-hmm. um how can i be here for you how can i make you feel better yeah. how can i get the feeling to to stabilize yeah. instead of the situation to fix yeah you know? how can
0: i help you process that emotion
1: yeah i think is a huge yeah. part of it
0: actually that brings me into one of the cool parts about our charts We create one channel together. So there is one channel that you have one gate and I have the other gate and we create that channel. And that is the channel Mm. of openness. Oh, well, that just explains this entire podcast. Just explains (laughs) the entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) So the channel of openness is literally connecting the throat to the emotions. So it gives the emotions voice. Um, And this is an individual knowing channel. So again, it has that knowing energy. Actually, so is the the channel of struggle. I don't think I mentioned that when we were talking about that one. (laughs) We have a lot of individual knowing energy between us. And so I think this ability that we have to kind of innately know what the other person needs to do in order to process that emotion through voice is super aligned for us i feel like when we're in communication and we really tap into that energy because so you have gate 22 which is the gate of grace Mm -hmm. the gate of openness as well um and that comes out of the emotions so you have the ability to be open with your emotions and there's a a level of you just always knowing that you're going to be okay there's this level of just kind of being cared for even when things get bad. And then I have the gate of standstill, which is coming out of the throat, which is also the gate of caution. So this is caution meets grace. So it's this coming together of this kind of trepidation with the understanding that everything is going to be okay. And so when the two of us come together and communicate with each other in that way, we're really able to kind of Come each other through this emotional expressive channel and I think that is that's exactly what we've been talking about how we yeah. you know we look at what does this person actually need to hear in order to process this emotion what do they need to say in order to process this emotion mm-hmm. what question can I ask that will help them to process
1: yeah yeah I feel like we both do that for each other like really well. Oh, absolutely. Because you and I will, will if we get talking and there's nothing there to stop us, we just go.
0: We don't stop. We're
1: just like, <laughs> uh, let's have an entire conversation about the universe and everything. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I know. I, we can, it, it just is amazing how eloquent our conversations can be mm-hmm. in those moments when we are just continuously talking about all of the things, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of it very human design related. Yeah, we do talk about human design a lot. We do. We do. (laughs) Hence why we started a podcast. Hence. Why? (laughs)
0: and you know what's so interesting for me because uh so if you were to look at erica's chart in here with us and now i feel like we should do the same thing with erica and the three of us should look oh it's gonna charts. happen now oh my god yes like the same way we did the sisters it has to be the three of us looking at our charts it's gonna happen yes um <laughs> yes <laughs> but one of the things that's cool is that erica and i actually create defined mind and head centers um so What? Yeah. So it's so interesting to me, the difference between when you and I talk for a long period of time versus when Erica and I talk for a long period of time. Because when you and I are talking, we are deep in our bodies. We're talking about emotion. We're talking about big things. And our throats are just kind of going. I feel like our voices and our emotions are innately connected to each other, and we are just mm-hmm. going. There is no thought involved. We're simply following yeah. a stream
1: of energy, which is so cool. Yes. And I love that. I I notice that a lot in our girls' nights because oh, yes. you and Erica will have these very analytical conversations, very heady conversations about business and running your businesses. And I sit there and I go, I don't have I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but then you and I talk about like deep emotional things that, you know, come up for us in certain circumstances. And that's a lot of like very emotionally driven yeah. work. And it, it, it's so funny to, you know, have a conversation with you about that and then watch you two have a very different conversation. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm just happy to be there and and watch you two talk about business and like, help each other grow your businesses. That's something that I can't do. And so I usually take a step back in that conversation, because that's not where I thrive, but it's lovely to see. Yes. And it's very clear now, especially like seeing this design aspect of it. Like, ah, yes, I see. Having a defined head and mind would make you guys go down those very analytical conversations. Um, And you and I lighting up our emotions and throat would definitely bring up a lot of emotional conversations. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. and I'm <laughs> so curious now
0: to look at yours and Erica's charts together because like the way that you too. two talk when you get on a conversation is also a totally different thing. I feel like when you guys get talking, it's more about like like very real grounded visceral things. like you talk about mm. houses. you talk about uh like a I don't I don't even know. it's like just things that are that are very real. You talk about things that are very yeah. real, and it's not always emotional. It's usually very grounded. It's very grounded in facts and reality.
1: There's like a, a how we practically manage these these events in our lives, mm. right? And it's like, okay, so this is how I did it. How did you do it? Ooh, very interesting. Mm. That's different dynamic, different way of thinking about it. Um, and it really just comes from like share your experience with me. Share, share how we... Are managing the same situation differently. Yeah, um, that's sort of the conversations that really light us up and and get us going down the. The rabbit hole of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's I feel like it's similar to when you're
0: watching Erica and I have a business conversation. When I'm watching you guys in those like those practical, <laughs> like back and forth kind of things. Like I'm just kinda mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna sit here and watch this all happen. Like I'm I'm taking in so like I'm seeing so many different ways to do the same thing just by hearing you guys talk about stuff. And it is, it's fascinating for me. And as someone who is fascinated by humans and the way that humans do things (laughs) i think hearing both of you talk about the different ways to do something is actually it's it's fantastic for me so
1: oh i love that see there's no right way to do it kayla (laughs) feel free to to try out marriage and a house (laughs) buying and pet-owning and all of these things, however you feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love
0: it. And I absolutely think that that is one of the biggest things that we get from our friendship is that encouragement Mm. to just do things our own way. And that's actually, I think we did do an episode with Erica where we were talking about uh, her business and fitness and self-care and all these things. Um, And I think we did mention, because one of the things that I know is similar about our charts is that we all have gate 10 which is that self-love gate, which is that gate Mm. of, I like to call it the gate of the unicorn. Because it's, it's the <laughs> gate that gives you that sense of loving yourself as an individual and knowing that you are allowed to be yourself and nobody else. And that's something that all three of us really connect with. And I think we give each other real permission to live in that space. And I think a big part of that is because, I mean, we've, we've just been talking about it, we create that channel of courage. We also also create the channel of awakening which is 10 the 10 20 and so the 10 we just talked about self-love um, meeting the 20 coming out of the throat which is metamorphosis so the channel of awakening is this connection between self and change so Megan actually creates this whole channel on her own so a huge part of your personality is being able to move forward with change based on who you are and what you need to do. So Mm. really living in that self-love and saying, you know what, I need to make a huge change right now and allowing that to fuel you. So Megan, you have that full channel. I have the 10 and so does Erica. So when we are all together, we get to be involved in this idea that we can change our lives if we want to based on what is best for us. And so this Mm -hmm. idea that we really hold that space for you can live your life in any way that you want to is so aligned because we literally step into this idea that if you're doing something that doesn't feel good for you, you're allowed to change it. You're allowed to change everything about your life. We're not going to judge you. We're going to support you the whole time. If this is something that's exciting for you, if this is something that helps you to love yourself better, we're totally there. And I think that is such a beautiful space, especially for three women like ourselves to be in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so supportive too. You wouldn't uh, initially think that a bunch of uh, three very individual, very independent women would be so supportive of each other and so encouraging uh, for them to be your individual self. But we are, and it works, and it and it does magic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is so lovely. Um, yeah. But when it comes to you and you and I yes. and our and our designs, what would you say should be our focus as we continue to work together and grow the podcast and grow uh, our businesses together? You know,
0: it's funny because when I do couples sessions, I I often ask people at the end to tell me something that they want to celebrate, that they learned today, that they can now celebrate about their partner. And sometimes we think about couple relationships as very different than friendships or than familial relationships, but I think they're very, very similar. And for me, I think... What's so exciting about our designs together is that especially because of all of the ch- shared and created channels that we have, I just mm-hmm. I want to celebrate who you are and be happy to just be able to collaborate with you. I think that's like you have such a beautiful, uh, you know, tribe oriented energy and you are just <laughs> you're just so amazing at caring about something and then making it happen and i i want to celebrate that in you and i think the thing that i would take away from this this reading that we've just done is that i can trust you to be in that space and i can trust that you only want what's best for me as well that you are here to support me with that energy and that i don't ever need to you know, kind of make myself smaller because I'm I'm worried that I'm going to like say the wrong thing or push your buttons the wrong way or something. I know that you're here to support me and you have the power to support me. So, I I am very grateful for that and I love I I would love to celebrate that in you. So, Megan, Aww. if you'd like to, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to. No. <laughs> If you'd like to answer that same question (laughs) that you just asked me,
1: I think that'd be lovely. (laughs) I want to celebrate all of the, I guess, the knowing that you bring to our dynamic because you know exactly what needs to happen Um, You just need the smaller strokes of all of it. You know where your business is going. You know where the podcast is going. You know where our friendship is going. And you know that us working together is a good thing. Uh, and that it's it's safe to do this, you know, not all not every single friendship is built to do both a friendship and a business relationship. And, you yep. know, innately, uh, yes, I can do this. Um, and without a sacral center, might I add. Yeah, <laughs> It's my spleen. I've got a very. It's your spleen. Yeah, it's your spleen, and your spleen. Your root. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you you have so much knowing and so much wisdom. And it's so beautiful to see you share that and you're so generous with that um with me and with everybody else that you work with and I love being that support for you so that you can continue to share your knowing with everyone yay thank you oh man well this was just beautiful this was lovely this was, this was so, so much love nice I loved it's everything so, it's about so this affirming yeah. that it's like yeah duh we're friends yeah. yes yeah duh of course we're friends and <laughs> we
0: can create things together and I think one yes. of the coolest things that I had not even thought of is that we've been doing this for years we have yeah. been friends and working together since we started being friends that is like yep and we even yep. worked in the costume shop together like Yep. This is a long time of us th- that is why my deep inner knowing knows that this is this is what works for us. Part of it is yeah. just that I know things. But
1: part of it is that we have evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, yes, have, we evidence. have 16 years of evidence. 16
0: years.
1: I know. Wow. I know.
0: Wow. All right. Well, we need to get Erica on here to do a, a coven reading, yes. um, our, yes. our love coven. We call ourselves the love coven. <laughs> um, and I love doing this. And I, won- I feel like uh, friendship readings would be an awesome thing to do. I feel like we need to celebrate all relationships the same way that we put intimate relationships on a pedestal because your relationship with your significant other is not the only one that's important you need more than one other person in the world to get behind you to be involved in your world and to believe in you that's important so that's so important i would love to empower more people like this
1: yeah we put so much emphasis on parental relationships and, mm-hmm. and significant other relationships. But we very rarely look at the friendship dynamics and the friendship relationships that we create and how each one is important and brings something different into your life that yeah. you need, right? Like, it is so much more needed now especially we mm-hmm. need to start rebuilding communities um after the giant yeah. hiatus of being social that we all took um which sucked for me i don't like being antisocial; yeah. it's not not a fun place um yes. <laughs> so let's talk about more friendships let's get more friendship relationships out out there to be analyzed because they're so important Yeah. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. So let's do more of this because I love it. Um, and thank you so much for joining Megan and I on this journey. And we'll see you
1: next time. If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at human design in real time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey.
0: You can head to my website, kayla-care.com. To book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's KAYLA CARE.com.
1: We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at Human Design in time at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big
0: thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niles Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's guests for being open and present
1: with us. And thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human, human design, design in real time. time.